We come to you live with some really unfortunate news. It appears after our latest episode, our one and only sponsor, Degenerate Escort Service, ran into some legal issues. Oh, no. Um, I think at this point, it's, it's, it's gone global. You know, multiple world governments are after them. So it's needless to say... We will not be advertising for them anymore. Sort of a Frank's fluid situation on It's Always Sunny where it turns out their beverage their one beverage was a hit for no, a nobody terrorist nobody group. knows your sunny reference. Dude, so many people watch it Sony. Not, not There's a reason it's not been on for sixteen years. Not not our audience in Hong Kong. Well all I know, people who watch that show. They would listen to our podcast. You know, you know why I think they pulled out uh, the 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 uh, the escort service pulled out out of our show. They're probably related to Gene Hackman, <laughs> <laughs> and he and he got very upset. We're about to get multiple lawsuits from him, Michael C. Hall. I, and- I said he was talented. I just said that they. <laughs> I actually gave him a compliment. I said they have the X factor, and I don't. They can't sue us. Well, anyway, okay. So we digress. We move on. We move on. You said you had something very important to talk about. Well, I, this episode. no. I just, well, first of all, I'm very scattered brain because of this fucking play that I'm in today. You know what I did today? What you do? I walked into the shower. I was going to take a shower. I walked into the shower with my watch on. Like, I, my watch got drenched. Like, I, ha- I took my Is clothes. Is it a waterproof watch? I don't know. It oh, still okay. seems to tick. But, I mean, I've never done that. Huh. I mean, have you ever done that? No. I mean, I took my clothes. I once took a shower by mistake. My first, quick story. My first day of high school, I wake up expecting it's time to go to school for some reason. I guess, you know, it was my first day of high school. So I, was, I guess I was nervous, excited. I don't know what the fuck. Right. So I go in. I take a shower. Because you did peak in kindergarten. I peaked in kindergarten. So I decided to take a shower. <laughs> I get out of the shower. I happen to look around the wall into the kitchen. Mm-hmm. One story house. Just for context. The clock in the kitchen reads 12.50 a.m. Whoa. So I'm like, is that right? I happen to look. I happen to go to my room. I look at the my alarm clock, which in hindsight didn't actually go off, mind you. I guess maybe I dreamt it did, or for some reason, yeah, it was like just before one o'clock in the morning. Right. Yeah. So you were a little early when you went to school. I was a little early when I took my shower. Well, but so that that that's that story. So that's a good story. But I um I I, I well you know I once went to the airport to pick up uh, someone that I thought was going to be my girlfriend, and I went on the wrong day. <laughs> like she was arriving on a Friday and I went on a Thursday I went all the way to fucking Newark I had flowers in my hand I stood there and she never showed up and then I looked at the calendar and it was the next day oh, wow. so then I went there the next day to pick her up and I didn't mention that I was there the, the day before because I would seem like an idiot Yeah. I also had tickets to our Dire Straits concert and I never went I was hanging out with my friend Melissa I said tomorrow night I'm seeing Dire Straits and then that was that night so then, oh, then, yeah, I had the ticket. I, I just hung out with Melissa, <laughs> which ties me into this fucking story. So you know how I like Lissy, right? Lissy? Right. I went to London to see her. Uh-huh. British Mark showed me around. Right. All right. So she's coming close to the East Coast. Okay. Okay. I mean, she is coming to the East Coast, but it's not, it's not in our vicinity. I have to fucking drive to Bethlehem. So I got tickets to Bethlehem. Today, I noticed the Saturday before, this is a Sunday, so I, I got Melissa involved. She's going to go with me. Bethlehem is like, what, two-hour trip, an hour and a half to two hours? It's doable, mm. right? Okay. But I still don't want to drive there, but I'm going to do it because she's... 
So today I see on her website that she's playing Woodstock on Saturday the day before. Woodstock is on the way to Lake Luzerne. I kind of know it's, it's a three and a half hour trip, but it's doable. So I'm like, hey, I, I text Melissa today at noon. I'm like, hey, wouldn't it be great to see her two nights in a row? Go to Woodstock, see her there, get a hotel room, get totally fucked up, and then go see her the next night? She goes, maybe. So I, I was like, and I, you know, I'm hyper. I'm very hyper. I fucking bought the tickets. Of course. Okay, so then I realized I come home. I have to be in a wedding that day. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I have to, so I bought tickets for no reason. Like, I can't go. So now, now I have, I spent $70. Can you refund them? No, I'm just going to, I have a Lissy chat room that I, I I'll, yeah. I'll, just, I'll just give the tickets away. But now. Fucking sell them, man. Don't fucking give them. I, I, don't, I don't care. I, whatever. It's, it wasn't that much money. It was, it's not Springsteen money. Yeah. <clears throat> but, uh, so yeah, I bought tickets for like something that I can't go to. And yeah. then, and then I've, I've, and then, so now, now I'm going to this fucking wedding, which I don't want. It's a family wedding. Uh-huh. And. The day, like now, now the concert that I really want to see in Bethlehem is in Jeopardy because that's the day after the wedding. So I'm still going to be in fucking Connecticut or Boston. But now I have to figure out how to get from there to Bethlehem. And my family is probably going to want to hang out with me because it's like a wedding thing. And I've said, no, 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 no. I'm going to a fucking concert. This, this is already going to create. Oh, this, be, uh, this is going to provide many great hours of entertainment. Well, here, well, listeners, well, you know. well, here's the deal, okay? I mean, the wedding is on a Friday. I don't want to be there, but I have to. It's a wedding. It's like a wedding. It's like a family thing. Right. So I – Friday I'm there. weddings. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, yeah, it's a, yeah. So Friday and then Saturday is the actual wedding where I should be in Woodstock with the Lissy concert. Missing that. Right. So I figure Sunday I should be done. I, did, I already did two days with the family. Right. I gotta. I'm, yeah, I'm that's, that's pretty much the end of the obligation. It's the rehearsal dinner. Right. Then it's the actual wedding. Right. Then that's it. That's that's all you're obligated to do. I know, but you know what? You know what's going to happen. Melissa doesn't really like to drive long distances, so it's, it makes a lot more sense to go from fucking Connecticut to Bethlehem. Now I'm going to have to go all the way back to fucking Jersey, pick up Melissa, and then take her to Bethlehem. That's how it's going to work. And I'm going to I'm going to drive like seven hours that day. God damn it. <laughs> So anyway, so first I walk into a shower with my wallet on, with my watch on. Watch on. <laughs> <laughs> and now, now I get back. I buy tickets to a concert I can't see. Right. And um, and uh, that's that's that was by four p.m. today. And so just to just to add up, pile on, what's going on in Danny's relationship corner? Would you like to do the theme song? Danny's relationship corner. Well, I hate to disappoint everybody because I know everybody's in pins and needles. I actually don't have anything really bad to say. Uh, well, I don't really have anything to say. Right. I mean, I usually like to come up with something bad to say. But here's, here's I think, the latest development, okay? Okay. So when we last left off, she called into the show, right? Right. And she was a little – she had a different perspective on things that I did. Right. Uh, that's, that's, that's prone to happen. Yeah. She thinks uh, the tennis, uh, she just, you know, she was a little combative, would you say? Right. Whatever. I mean, it was entertaining. Some people have heard the episode. They said that it was funny. Uh-huh. So that's all I care about. Right. So now, okay. I, I, okay. So then, then, then she, okay. So then I think not much happened, but we did go to a very, a nice restaurant in my neighborhood here, which you, you've been to. Um, and it was weird because it was normal. 
you know? Like, so far we've done weird, like, meetups, groups, and and then we did, like, a, you know, that, that tennis game, which was weird because we just sat in floor and talked, you know? Right. After I realized she's a terrible tennis player. And um, so now, now this is, like, a normal setting. And, and I came after a rehearsal... I didn't come. I I met her after rehearsal. Right. I, I, anyway, I'm sure no one. No one needs to know no, that. Well, no one even mistook. No, but I, I the, like to clarify things. Right. Uh, I like to th- make things sexual for no reason because right. I'm not having any sex. I guess yeah. So anyway, so I have a long rehearsal and I'm like, oh wow, now we're gonna have a real normal date, you know, which I'm not very good at, you know. I'm, I, I mean, uh, I get weird. So now, and it's raining. Anyway, so it was, it was, it was okay. It was, it was, it was fine. It was fine. Mm. <laughs> okay. Um, conversation was okay. It was a little dark in there. So I think I, I tend to look better in the dark. You know, I felt pretty attractive. Okay. Uh, she looked good. She looked attractive. Uh, and, uh, but here's the thing. Afterwards, there was like an incident. <laughs> Oh God! I mean, uh, I, I I wonder what that was. Did you get an erection? Oh, did I get an erection? Uh, <laughs> that that's so sad that that would be an incident. You know, <laughs> uh, in this day and age, it's even, okay. if, even if it's completely accidental, because you know, the thing has a mind of its own. It's okay, right? Uh, it's okay to get an erection in a restaurant though, because you're sitting down. I mean, yeah, I mean, like, I, I, I'm sure I've had plenty of hard-ons in restaurants. I mean, like, I don't stand up right away. I make sure it's gone away. Do you know? Do you know? Speaking of erections, you know, when I was a kid, and and uh, <laughs> and uh, do you know when? Do you know when you used to get the most erections in math class? For some reason, and I was bad at math. I think that when there's something that I don't understand, I get an erection. You know, I think it is. I think it's the br- the blood leaves the brain and just drains all the way down. Yeah, and there's only one logical place for it to go. But it's usually, but isn't that weird that it's with something that I don't understand, like math? Or if you, if so, if a woman, if a woman walked up to me and taught calculus, I'd be so aroused. It's really weird. I, I don't think you have any past ex- prior ex- recent experiences to back up that claim. No, I was. Asked I don't th- think any woman's come up to you and randomly talked about math, and you've had that experience. No, but I've had that experience in math class where I didn't understand what the fuck was going on, and I had a massive erection. <laughs> so I, I don't know what that's about. I don't know. But anyway, I did not have an erection at the restaurant, not that I recall. But um, afterwards, um, afterwards, I, no, 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 no. I, I, that's a word, right? Afterwards, I, I, you, you dropped the R, so it was kind of, it was kind of, it was, it was like afterwards. Afterwards. So it's kind of sound like you were like from New York or something. Oh, okay. Afterwards. Afterwards, uh, I, dude, I don't know what I'm saying. Okay, <laughs> at least I'm not talking about Gene Hackman anymore. That's good, yeah. So, um, this is this is a thing that she seems to be consistent with, sort of taking a little moment and and making a mountain out of it. You know, right, right. Okay, so it's raining outside. It's raining. Okay. <laughs> it's after we eat, and uh, the conversation was good. Everything was fine. I don't know what to do in terms of do you do you touch them? Do you not touch them? It's raining outside, so it was kind of not nice to be outside. So somehow there was a hug situation, right? A hug situation. She thinks was it okay? So what was the reason for the hug? Well, because now it's time to exit. 
Okay, this is the exiting phase. This okay. is the yeah. This is this is not in the middle of the comp. It's, it's not like we're in the middle of like eating French fries in the restaurant. Well, I wasn't. No, 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 I wasn't sure if it was part of the exit or if like it was a hug to or sort of like maybe keep her warm and from like the. Oh no 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 cold. no! She she can wear a jacket. Okay. I'm not. I'm not in charge of other people's like thermostats. Right. I just wanted to get the. Clear. Yeah. No. No. It's an exit hug. Okay. It's the exit hug. Okay. It's the exit hug. But I don't know. She's. I mean, until today, she. This was like two and a half weeks ago. She still talks about it like it was the worst hug in the history of hugs. Right. She uh, today. She, I, uh, here's what happened. So it's raining. It's raining. It's. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know what to do. Like nobody wants to be. I think she had a valet par- a car situation. So the guy pulls up the car. So she's about to go into the car. There's not a lot of time for a great hug. <laughs> okay. So then, was it like a steady rain? Was it a heavy rain? It was a. It was like a seven. That was a six point five and a Richter scale. Yeah, it was pretty steady. Right, like the yeah, the god was angry in terms of the liquid. It was a pretty steady. At day, my friends. It was like a shower, like a really good shower head rain. Yeah, you know, but not like a hotel shower where the rain, where water comes out really. No. No, yeah. it wasn't flaccid rain. It was active rain. It was active rain. Right? Yeah, it was pretty like you would get drenched if you. So, mm. so now I don't know what to do. Like, so we got the rain. We got the rain, and then the car, the valet car, is like parked, so she has to get into the car. So there's not a lot of time. Even if I wanted to give her like a great hug, which I didn't really want to do in the first place, I don't like hugs. Mm. I think hugs are stupid. Right, and I don't know who started this tradition like of hugging. So, but now I know. I think that's that's what I'm supposed to do. So I kind of go in for the hug. This is like all in slow motion, right? Uh-huh. I go into the hug. I kind of slip or something. It's a weird – it's like I ended up with a halfway turn. It wasn't a hug full on. What, did you get both arms around her? I'm not sure. Okay. I was think it, I, or was it more like a one-arm hug? I think I had one arm. I intended to do the other arm, arm mm-hmm. but it kind of started dangling right. for no reason. And it was a very awkward, flaccid hug. So it, it can also be seen as like maybe like a hug that two guys, like two bros, would give each other. Yeah, I think right. th- I think she took it as like, wow, what a horrible, flimsy excuse I mean, for. Did a you hug. tell her that you don't really hug anyone, so you're not? No, used because to we it? had that cheek incident. You know, we had the the thing right, where the she cheek, turns right. the cheek, and I didn't know what to do. I mean, so, I mean, do, you, do you, have you told her that you're just not used to physical contact? Pretty much. I don't know, but I I don't know I know, I don't know. It's just like she got very. I mean, she was okay at the time, but mm-hmm. like as time went on with texts and whatnot, right? That that this hug thing seems to come up today. I think yesterday she called it a two out of ten, right? And now now she's like she's like you know she's like fucking putting a number on my hugs. And it, I, 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 well, I think she calls me busting your balls. She I, there's a little bit of that, but with ever busting of the balls, there's an element of truth, right? Right. So I, I let's not let, let's forget about that. I mean, she she's upset about the hug, uh, and she's she's clothing it with laughter. Right. She's clothing it with laughter. I think okay. I, I here's what I think you should do: be like, all right, listen. If you haven't already done this, I, I haven't, I haven't done like, any, I haven't done shit. You haven't done shit. Be like, all right, listen. And this is if you even care, which sometimes I don't even know if you do or not. No, well, I I don't I don't I don't know either. I know I care, but I don't I don't. The hug thing is ridiculous. Just be like, all right. You gotta be honest, man. You gotta be like, listen, I'm not a real physical guy. You know, it, I, I it, most of my life I haven't really been physical, so right. it's just it's. I mean, to me, honestly, like it's. Well, how, how do you feel about hugs? Hugs, I have no problem with. Really, like there are times when I'm like, you know what? I haven't had a hug in a long fucking time. 
I, I I'm fine. Yeah, with I, it. I, I, like I, I hug my mom. I probably should hug her more often. But well, that's neither here nor there. I mean, I mean I've, like, I've never I, right. I've I would you hug a guy? Well, like sometimes, like I've I've hugged guys like a well, like if we haven't seen each other or we're about to, like, like a hug. Either, hug? It's either an entrance or an exit hug, but it's like that half a hug. It's the bro hug, right? That's probably it, what you know. It, it is, it, you know, you know what right. a guy hug is. This? I'm going to show you what guy hug is right now. All okay, right. all right. So a lot of times it, it starts with like a handshake, and you pull each other in. You do like a slap I, on the back. I, am I supposed to do that too? You do like me so, like so nice, we both we both do it. A nice couple slaps in the back. That's a bro hug. Well, first of all, we've never done that. And we've we, never we've done, done that. We've done like 85 podcasts. We've never yeah. done And now I, now I feel dirty and vulnerable. That's yeah, all right. No, I, but we... I, a, bro, I, a bro hug is different. Well, that, like I, think that's, I think that's the kind of gub, a hug I gave her. Right. I, I might have patted her in the back. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, but see, the thing, the thing about this is, is it's, it's never mind. It's, it's not really about the hug. It's about the analyzation of the hug. And right. th- now I'm thinking, if we ever kiss her, if we ever get more intimate, now I mean, I'm. Well, now- this is the part where you got to be honest, be like, right. listen, right. You're cool and all, but this anal- this overanalyzing shit, right? It's got to fucking stop, right? But it's never gonna stop, or at least because because fucking, at least tame it down though. But here's the question: Do I mean women? I think. They do analyze this shit, right? So the question is, do I want... Guys do too. We're just not supposed to... We're, we're, guys aren't supposed to, but we do anyway because we're human. Humans... I, we, yeah, but I don't think I... I don't... I don't know. I don't think I do that kind of... I, don't, I overanalyze shit all the time. Man. Yeah, you do, but I don't think I do. I only do it if I could get material out of it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not... I, I don't think... You probably do it more than you realize. Yeah. I mean, I have my moments, but I mean, I don't... I don't know... Here's the thing. The, the problem with that is like now, now if I ever like, you know, now if I ever hug her again, it's going to be like a thing. Like now it's going to be, if I ever hug again, it's going to be the best hug ever. Mm-hmm. It's gonna, I have to go from a two to a fucking eight. I have to go from a two to a seven. Well, but, you, all you have to do is incremental uh, well, improvements. Well, according to her, like nothing could be worse than that hug, right? Oh, so, right. So if I go up to a three, that would be good. Hell yeah, man. Like, with the hug that we just did, she'd probably be happy with. Fucking you know? eight, man. I'm a yeah. good hugger. I just, <laughs> but uh, uh, hugging is a weird phenomenon. I don't think cavemen hugged each other. I don't think I don't. Well, I think there's a reason why it started. Yeah. Oh yeah. For human connection. Human connection, human touch. Just being like, and not even like I, not not even like in a sexual way. But yeah, like no, I know. Just, yeah, I don't like it. No. No, I don't like it. I, when I was hanging out with our mutual friend at Michael C. Hall, I don't think we hugged. Oh, yeah, we did. We did. We did. <laughs> <laughs> but I think... Uh, I think it only gets weird if you're... If you know your friends and there's never going to be anything more, that's easy. That's an easy hug. Mm. If, there's gonna, if there's a hug that's fraught with possible sexual tension, then the hug gets weird because you don't know how far the hug... Will it lead to anything else? Right. And uh, I, obviously there's always room. There's there's always going to be a mystery. But see, here's the thing. There's a little thing called human communication that yeah. goes a long way. Ugh. It goes a long way, but you have to want to use it. What do you mean? By saying, all right, I'm fucking terrible at hugging. But I'm not terrible at hugging. I'm only terrible at hugging. But that one incident was not good because it was raining and there was a valet car situation. Right, and, and, and that did, did you explain all that to her? I did. And what she said? She said it was a terrible hug. Well, then, I I I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I'd be like, well, 
all I can do is maybe do better next time. I don't know. I, I know, I know, I know, I know. But let's say, let's, let's, let's take an example. Let's go crazy and say we kiss, okay? Okay. All right. Now, if I am going to kiss her, it's going to be impossible not to think, oh my God, what is she going to think about this kiss? Will she think it's like a 3.5 or a 4.5 or a 5.2? Is it going to be better than the hug? Worse than the hug? It's going to be very hard not to think that she's going to have overanalyze this and then the kiss is not going to be good because i'm going to be thinking about that and not about the actual kiss now see back with my peak my second peak our first we've we've mentioned that we peaked in kindergarten my right. second peak was in my early 20s right my yeah. early mid-20s yeah, so we all know about your big conquest in the early 20s yeah so back in those days i would if if i ever experienced like doubt in the kissing department like at first like Especially like the first time, the first kiss, it'd be like, "What you?" Th- I, I'm the type of guy I'd be like, "So what you think?" Really? And she'd be like, "Well, it was okay." And I'd be like, "All right, let's try again." Then we do that, and then maybe I'd do a little bit more. Maybe I'd slip the tongue, you know, right? If there right. was no tongue the first time, right? Well, if there was no tongue the first time, of course she's going to be disappointed. Well, sometimes the whole the point tongue, of a kiss is doing the, 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 tongue. the tongue is a mystery. You don't always, in my opinion, you don't want to just go in well, with the tongue. Well, yeah, I'm not going to go in with a tongue like a dragon. Right. Like, like it's, I'm not going to be all you know, thro- throbbing and thrusting and flipping with my tongue. Right. But, I mean, I'm not going to be all frosty. I don't know what the word is. But, you know, I'm not going to be all like, you know, I'm not going to go in with, a, with an aggressive tongue. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I ever use the tongue, it's going to be a timid tongue. A timid tongue. <laughs> a timid. Why even use a tongue at all if you're going to be timid, man? That's like a well, because, like a, because a timid it will not scare her, and then it will be paving the way to a more aggressive tongue. You, I, I feel like okay, so, okay. So I can okay. It's Actually, a foreplay. To, to be, I, I see what you're saying now. Yeah. Right. It, it, timid leads to more aggressive and more aggressive, and then finally you like go to town. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm glad we're having this conversation. Oh, yeah, we need, we need to fill up the uh, air somehow, you know? Well, I mean, but this is a valid point, you know? So, like, if she's already analyzing, like, a stupid hug, she's going to be analyzing the kiss. Oh, yeah. And she's, going to, she's going to be analyzing every moment of the rest of your life. And I, my question is... Right. Is that what you want? I, how am I supposed to know until, I, until I'm there? <clears throat> Excuse me. Like, there's some, I mean, there's some things that you don't know. Like, for example, we had a nice dinner at the restaurant. Mm-hmm. So, I didn't really know how that's going to go. It went more... Pleasant than uh, I, excuse me, Jesus Christ! The, the guy, the guy is gassy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like I'm having it's like my God, it's like I'm having drinks with like the dragon from uh, from the Game of Thrones. So I um you know like I didn't know how it was gonna go right. the dinner, and it was more pleasant than I thought it would be. That I mean I, I had you know it was it was very nice, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, this was, this I, mean, I, was, I wasn't there. No, I know. No, I know. I'm not asking you what you thought. I mean, I'm saying it was. It exceeded my expectations. Right. So that's nice. So uh, there's no comic material that I can get from that for the podcast. But the hug thing is like, like a thing. Like, like yeah. that's that's the only like material that I could you know. And so uh, so the question is, do, you're asking me if I want that. I don't know. Like uh, you 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 don't know until you're actually in that situation. That's you true. Know? So I don't know, 
Like this, this could all be like fun and games, and we don't know until it actually happens. Like I don't, I don't really know. You're asking me what you're asking me. So when's the next time you're gonna see her? I don't know. Okay, I can't. I'm very busy. I mean, I have to memorize. <laughs> you know, uh, she says she's gonna come to the play. She has a friend oh, yeah. that I actually do like, and she's you know. But you're, what you're asking, what you're asking me, what what I think you're asking me is what is what would she be like as a girlfriend? And I have no idea. Right. <laughs> You know, because you don't know until you're there. Right. Like, she could surprise me. Like, the dinner was a pleasant surprise. She could be a very pleasant girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Or she could be a nightmare. Mm-hmm. I don't know. How the fuck am I supposed to know? I'm not psyched. I think for the sake of... Uh, well, yeah, for the sake of this... They say the show, you gotta, you gotta continue. Well, I know. I, for sure. For sure. I, I, for sure. And I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna continue with a timid tongue. Timid tongue. Wow, is that the name of this episode? Timid I think, tongue. I think, I think so. I think we found something there. But you know, you know what I mean by timid tongue. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's yeah, that's the thing because you don't want to just go like this and just like right do right, right. all the way out. You know, right, 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 right. I mean, so some kisses you say no, don't even have the tongue at all. Right. And then if you do, it would be like a, a little pin, pinprick. Yeah. And then and then and then, <laughs> and then, and then, if, then if, they, if they like it. Right. A little bit more. Right. And all of a sudden, their tongue's in your mouth, and all of a sudden, your sword fighting but, tongues. Yeah, I know. But have you ever had the experience of, like, kissing a woman, and then suddenly she went full in the first second? Like, I've had that done to me, and I was like, whoa. I once did a play. I once did a play where I was supposed to kiss somebody on stage, and she, like, just started, like, full... You know, full tongue in like the first rehearsal. Oh wow! And I was like, "Whoa!" I'm not going to mention any names, but that was uh, that was a little weird. Mm-hmm. So, um, someone I know. Uh, uh, maybe we'll we'll do like the podcast after the podcast, right? Um, but anyway, you have a side project. I have a side project. Okay, total, let's get away from the timid total tongue. Pivot. Yeah, totally. So, pivot. I, I, you know, I, I like, I really respect, you know. People who are prolific, they put out a lot of Product. good work in a short in a short amount of time. Right, and uh, like who? I, well, okay, so well, a lot of bands just from like the first like in the golden age of like rock in oh, general. Yeah. They, they Beatles. Well, that was also the standard at the time. Also, was yeah. early releases. Yeah, Beatles, Queen. Yeah, but it's like I, I, I recently became. Uh, I've only listened to like some of their early stuff. In like just a few songs so far, right? But there's an Australian band, yeah, called King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard that released their first album in 2012, right? Since then, they've released 24 albums, right? Total. They've been busy. They've been busy, and it's like it's it's one of those things where like you know I I really I respect that about someone, and that's actually something you don't see a lot these days with musicians. Well, I mean, I would say that our podcast is pretty prolific. Well, I would say so. I mean, we seem to be doing two a night sometimes. Yeah. But I'm talking about something that actually requires, like, effort. And uh, so I, I, I decided to... You, you're going to join the band? No. I decided to... I, I, just, I envisioned a very prolific, um, very ambitious goal for myself. Right. Which... Beginning in 2024 and lasting through 2020, 2033, so 10 years. <clears throat> right. I will be releasing, writing and releasing two novels a year. Okay, can I, can I ask you a question right away? Sure. Because I, I would expect nothing less. Well, now I like the idea of it, uh, but don't you think 
you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot by having such a lofty goal as opposed to just doing one novel and then see what happens after that? I, 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 I can understand why you say that. And there's a bit of... I came to this sort of realization a few years ago where sometimes if you set a loftier goal... Right. It makes it easier to achieve more reasonable goals than you would achieve just setting those reasonables to begin with. Right. So if you say you're going to do two novels a year, you might accomplish one novel a year for sure because the loftier goal is two. Right. I got I got that. Yeah. Now, so, I, I started writing it last Sunday and I'm now maybe – maybe at, at the most, I'm lucky if I'm five pages in. Right. But right. I do have the final – the last scene written. They're not going to be long novels. Right. And the intent is to use different types of genre conventions throughout. So it's not going to be all one genre. Right. It's going to be sort of like sort of grounded in realism, but also kind of okay off the wall at the same time. Right. I would expect nothing less. Right. Uh, you know, is there elements of yourself and the characters? Absolutely. Well, I would expect nothing less. Absolutely. <laughs> all right. Okay. Um, I suppose there's probably an outsider. I, Outsider looking in mentality. Sort oh, yeah. Of, yeah. I mean, I would expect nothing less. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I, even ha- I even have the title. Yeah, the title? For the first novel. Oh, wow. Wow. A title before the finished product. Mm-hmm. Interesting. It, Interesting. Came, I, it came to me on my second day. It came to you, okay. On, like, Monday, yeah. You probably shouldn't reveal it here. I don't want to really reveal anything. Yeah. Because people may, British Mark may take the idea. British Mark is not going to do shit. British Mark has his hands full of washing dishes and, uh, you know, he's flying back from Greece. And I'll tell you details after. Yeah, yeah. I won't steal your idea because I have no interest in, I mean, the only way I would write a novel is if it's about an autobiography about my life. Right. I mean, I have no... You know, my brother, Lifeless Dave, he, uh, when we were kids, he wrote, like, you know, he wrote a diary, which I copied. So I don't know what happened to me. I don't know what happened to him, but I copied what he wrote. Um, <laughs> and they would hide it from me. But he also attempted to write a, a book. It yeah. was called... It was very profound. It was called An American in Vietnam. <laughs> <laughs> I take it this was written during the 60s or 70s? Well, uh, it was 70s. Uh, Pre-Rambo. So he was, he was a revolution. My life of Steve was a revolutionary. Yeah. Uh, it, was, it was pretty good. Uh, it was, uh, the, the main character's name was Peter. I don't know why. Uh, characters need a first name. Uh, for sure. Uh, and it was written in Hebrew. Uh, and I think he got to about four chapters. Mm-hmm. And uh, an American in Vietnam. It's not. It's not. It's not a great title, really. I mean, it's it's it's, it's simple. It, it sets the sets the idea of what you're going to get. Well, it's about an American in Vietnam, right? I mean, it would be like saying, you know, I just wrote a book about a man in the street. Yeah. You know? Like I, I mean, it's very very. But it was written. You know, it was. I I, I couldn't tell if it was good. I, it was, the word Laos, La, Laos. Oh yeah, the country. The, yeah. So I guess he got. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, so but I. I, I actually I, I attempted to write a novel too, but that never came to fruition. I, I, but I think if I wrote something, it would have to be sort of autobiographical. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I don't think I could come up with a whole story outside of myself. You know, right. that that's probably like one of the hardest. But when, there's there's like two hard parts to it. There's the actual coming up with the story, and then there's the actual writing part. But right, just like any goal, you set individual smaller goals. Right. It makes it easier to accomplish. 
Okay, so let me ask you this. Sure. So right now you're concentrating. You're not writing two novels at the same time. You're writing no. okay, the first novel, which is a nice way to go about it. Right. So do you have the idea for the whole... I have the broad strokes, the main plot points, which I should write down. Okay. And So my original goal was actually to write five pages a night and to have it self-published in April. I was going to do an April and October release strategy for the next 10 years. Do you have a? Can you reveal the main character's name? Actually, that I haven't figured out yet. Oh, would you entertain the thought of calling him Danny? Actually, it's funny. A character. So years ago, when I was originally trying to craft a series, my protagonist's name at the time was Daniel Francis, hmm. and I actually self-published a short story on Amazon, which I eventually took off the market because I. It was our, it was a rush job just to get something out there and right, sold right. like three copies. And then this uh, this book that you see here is written by my ex girlfriend, and oh, yeah. she published this on Amazon. Oh yeah, and we did a podcast about it. I read three pages. It's funny. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool to know that they they still have that service. That's why I intend to use. Yeah, I mean this looks like a pretty legitimate. Oh yeah, it's got know. a nice cover. Uh yeah, she she did the cover. Oh yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, they're 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 pretty legit with like because I I got a like a proof copy of my short story and it was it's, it was pretty cool right and uh, right so that that so the so far I definitely haven't me, brought, reached the five pages I'd never even reached the five pages a day goal on day one I got to like right three pages right no, not even like right. one and a half because that's the hard thing it's it's fucking difficult and. This ties back, I think, to, you know, your memorization problem. It's hard right. to fucking take time to like, sit down, right? concentrate, even if you have a goal in mind. Do you want another beer? I'm good for now. I'm good for now. But yeah, no. I have another goal and just well, focus on it. I, I know, I know, I know. But the thing about writing is like, for example, the, the writing uh, is more... I mean, I mean, memorizing is just. I mean, you know what it's like. It's it's more like you, you're just repeating the same fucking yeah. words. It's painful. At least when you're writing, you're using imagination. You're you're using a yeah. more creative. I mean, unfortunately, memorizing. You know, it just it doesn't feel creative when you're doing it. Mm-hmm. it. You you really feel like you're in a factory job. You know, doing one, 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 two, two. You know, but when you're writing a sentence, at least you're using yeah. more. You know, it's it's more fun, and it, it definitely is a rewarding experience. It can be a really rewarding experience in the moment, but it's like it's one of those things. I realize, like, if I'm going to sit down in front of a computer screen, and this is something I've realized in the past few years. I have to know what my intention is. I have to know what it is I'm going to write, right? Because I hate just sitting there mm-hmm. looking at a screen and it right. just right. And sometimes something will come to you even as you're writing, which is one of the great things about the process. Right. Well, do you do you ever do like a, an exercise where you just do like a free form, free associating on a piece of paper? Free writing, I haven't. I mean, like I, I mean, I find that that when I do a podcast on my other thing where I have to interview someone, first, uh, you know, first I write like anything that I think might be interesting about them. Mm-hmm. And it's just like a crazy rough draft. Mm-hmm. And then I take that and I try to come up with really good, concise. But if but it's very helpful to have just a crazy palette. Yeah. So that's it's very freeing to do because you know you're not going to use half of that. 
That's yeah. the way Paul McCartney writes songs, by the way. Oh yeah. He just he just says he just writes like any any note that comes to his head, he puts on his uh, iPhone. Oh yeah. And then he'll take that into a song, you know. Huh. So I I find it very freeing to just go nuts with like thoughts, mm-hmm. and then take the and then look, you know, choose the best out of that list. Yeah, I was always good. I was always like much better writing with like a pen or a pencil in a notebook as a just free flowing yeah. like that as opposed to like computer screen. Well that's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah that's like what I'm I mean. better like I, I can do that like I'm better off even if I would much rather if I'm stuck, I would mother I would much rather sit there and write it out in a notebook. Rather than stare at a computer. Yeah, well, I, f- I think weird. I think yeah, well, I I, I get that because computer screen is very cold. Yeah, it's mechanical. There's something about there's something about, a, there's something about a, typing. a page, yeah, a notebook page. That's something. That's, there's something about it that sort of it's almost like to me at least. Yeah, inspires this sense that you're being creative. Right. I, yeah, yeah. We know what it is. I think it's the fluidity of the pen on the paper where you don't you don't have that on the screen. That's true. Because the screen is just you're just hard pressing. But the pen or the pencil is very fluid, and I think it does something to the brain because thoughts are fluid. You know, mm-hmm. oh my god, how deep is this? Well, it's actually interesting because it's interesting we're actually having this conversation now because like it's it turns out they did a study on this for like students in school. They found out that students who took handwritten notes actually remembered the material better, better. than those who who typed yeah. it. Yeah, you know what's more interesting even. That uh, they say that if you write in script, which I don't, you know, script writing. Oh, like uh, screenplays, something like that? No, or? no, no. I'm sorry. Cursive. Oh, cursive. Okay. Yeah, which is, you know, it's like I, I, people don't do that anymore, right? Yeah. Uh, they actually say that that is even better to just. Oh, know, wow. But I can't. I've never been good with that. Yeah. But, I um, was good in like third grade when they taught it. But other than that. Yeah. I, I have a very hard time. Like I have letters that like of my. That my grandparents wrote, and you know, my mom even wrote. It's very hard for me to read. Like I call oh, yeah. it script, but it's cursive. But um, but yeah, it is interesting. I think um, there's a lot of a lot of creativity books that they say you should write stuff on, you know, on paper with a pen and paper. It's yep. it's really uh, it's really cool. Yeah, Unless, I think that's great. I think that's great. Listen, I I, I mean anything creative. I think that the another good thing about a book is if you ever accomplish this. It's going to be great because you're going to feel a sense of accomplishment. You're going to leave something. You're going to have something tangible that you did. Yeah. Like, you know, like even these stupid things that we do, it's kind of tangible because it's on Spotify in five oh, minutes. Yeah. I love that. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like when, we, when I do a play, it's not tangible. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just like done. Yeah. People like they watch it. And that's, and that's for a while for I was always switching back and forth between like, do I want to write like a novel or do I want to write a screenplay? Right. And the, a novel is more immediate. I could self-publish it. Screenplay, right. yeah. I would have to get Approval. a film crew, right? Or I have to have boy. That that involves another whole other thing. Yeah, it involves teamwork. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. I know, I know, I know. A book is very enticing. Uh, I and I and I, I'm actually good with writing. I just yeah. have to really push myself. Yeah, the one thing uh, you did for your class, you you yeah. let me read. That was that was fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. But I have to really, you know, what? it's very interesting. I really need to be pushed. I really need to have some. <clears throat> I took a so I took a writing class last year, uh, and I thought it was I didn't think it was very good, but I did really good work in it. And for some reason, you know, the teacher would give us very very um, mundane topics, 
you know, describe your favorite, you know, TV show. Even that's more interesting. But a favorite memory from childhood or something like that, which seems very like benign. But then, for some reason, having a very kind of silly topic opened up my imagination. So I wrote, I wrote about Three's Company, but I didn't write about the fucking show. I wrote why I liked it because it was not my father. Because you know, it was very against what my father wanted. So it, it opened. So for some reason. A very boring topic can actually lead to an interesting essay. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Whereas if she would give me a very tantalizing topic, I might freeze. Yeah. You know what I mean? So sometimes boring, something boring is actually interesting to work on. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I, I She wasn't a very good teacher, but I did really good work there. You know? So it's, it's very... Uh, uh, but you're right. I think it's helpful to do it with somebody else prompting you, though. You know? Yeah. It's, it's very hard to do it on your own. It You have to have like a lot of like motivation. It's like you well, have you set the goals, but you also have to. Well, yeah, you, you, you have to have the why. Yeah, you have to have the why. You have to have. You have to have the fucking why. You know, yeah. this brings it back to the last episode. It, it, mm-hmm. We build on one episode to the next. Yeah, so I got like it's like I'm not gonna be able to write tonight, but tomorrow night I'm gonna have to go back and do some heavy lifting. So well, you know, I mean, but it, it, it's 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 good if you do it out of a sense of fun and and a curiosity. So yeah, that's that's important. Yeah. But you also this is where like the setting like an individual like daily goal helps cuz it's very easy to lose that sense of creativity and like purpose and drive. Right. So it's when you have those goals that you set that force you yeah to do it because a lot of times, like even like a lot of like the most well-known writers, they only succeed because they treat it like an actual job. Like right. they'll they'll go to their they'll, office. they'll do it every day for like two hours and for yeah. between nine and eleven. I'm writing. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, that's true. But I also think it has the, the the best moments come. It's very interesting. This is the whole concept of uh, freedom versus structure, right? Mm-hmm. And I've heard like Peter Himmelman, one of my favorite singers songwriters he says that you know you can't have freedom without the structure right Mm -hmm. so you have to have the structure yes i'm gonna work from 9 to 11 on this even if it's crappy i'm just gonna whatever happens happen but i'm gonna force myself to do it but for some reason out of and even a song right a song is structured it's got like verses a chorus a bridge but within that structure you can have a lot of freedom oh yeah you can't have freedom without the structure because without the structure, there's going to be chaos. Oh yeah. So it's very important. It's like it's and it's very cool because it's two opposite things, right? Structure yeah. and freedom is totally opposite. But it's like they're meeting in the middle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very. It's uh. And like life, you know. Okay. I mean, like like every day we have structure, but hopefully, if you have a good day, you have freedom within the morning, afternoon, and night. You know. Oh yeah. So, uh, you know, uh, if, you'll have more of that after you're done memorizing your lines for this play. Oh, God damn it. No, I know. I know. You're right. You're right. But man, it's so fucking painful. Yeah. I know. It really, I don't know. I don't know why this is more. Well, I know why, because it's just the way that it's written. It's like, yeah, you know, it's much easier to memorize if it's like me, me and you have a conversation, you have a paragraph, but if you have like random and if I, if I screw up in one of my lines, I'm, I'm, it's a cue for somebody else. Yeah. So. And, and and vice versa, right? It's, it's like very... you're taking your cues from someone else, and a lot of times those cues lead into what you're going to say. Yeah, so it's like... yeah. I mean, another person is like, "Okay, let's do it." I'm like, "Yeah, come on, let's do it now." Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like these little lines, but you have to get them very precise. It's very, 
I wish there was a better way to do it. I mean, it really is just it's. I, I you know, I do it in the car. I do it here. I walk from. I walk from here. I walk go to the couch. I go to my bedroom. I was like, there's no like. It's just like it, 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 you have to be like. Sometimes I have to protect, and you have distractions. You know, you have the phone. You have TV. You have computers. You know, you actually remember you used to help me. What smoking. Well, yeah, because smoke. Why did that help you? It used to help me because actually, sort of like it was just it was like you know I would have the script in one hand, cigarette in the oh. other, and it was like it. It was smoking, a timeout. Smoke, smoking actually really fit into my idealized self, where I, I saw myself as like a creative, right? Well, no, I know you. I know. Individual. Well, yeah. Well, also, I would say I would go even deeper. I would say that smoking. Gives you an excuse to have a timeout from the world because you're, and then it makes you be like an observer of the moment, and mm-hmm. you like to be an observer a lot. So smoking was very helpful yep. to your identity. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> I'm telling you, like, there. I'm, hate, sure, I'm I, sure health, physically, health wise, quitting smoking was great. I know. No, it, it's the most fun I've ever. I mean, I miss it every it was second. Fucking great. I'm, and you know, our mutual friend, you know, still smokes. Yeah, and I was so tempted to have one. Oh, you didn't have one. I didn't, and she has, and she smoked. But you know what? Oh, the, the really yeah, thin ones, she yeah. smokes like the. It's not like I want a real cigarette. If oh, I'm yeah. if I'm gonna break, if I'm gonna break down, oh yeah, I'm gonna give me a fucking Marlboro light. Man. I'm a red or a light. I go. I, I'm going for if, if if I ever have another one, it's gonna be a red. Yeah, man. you're right. A red, red can, reds can be rough, especially if you haven't smoked in a long time. I know. Time. I know. I would have a well. You know. You know. The first one's gonna taste like shit, though. But the, but the, I'm actually not sure because remember, like back when, um, back when I had my moments where like I quit for like a couple months, my first cigarette yeah. after that break it was great. Always tasted so fucking great, man. I, I told you I had one at a party a year ago, and as I was smoking it, I wanted another one. Yep. It's such a crazy addiction, man. Mm-hmm. But uh, I I can't. I, I mean, I know that if I'm gonna have one, I'm just gonna have. I'm gonna buy a pack. Oh yeah. By yeah. the way, a pack right now is probably like I haven't checked the prices. It's probably fourteen dollars. It wouldn't surprise me. I think in New, in New York it's like twenty bucks. I mean, I like it's crazy. Like yeah. I think when I still smoked, the last pack was maybe eleven bucks here. Yeah, it sounds about right when I did too. Yeah, and now I'm sure it's like thirteen, fourteen. It's insane. Yeah. You know, I think if I if I was gonna move to England. They probably have – maybe it's cheaper in England, I would think. England is interesting because when I was over there in 2018 um, – you, you, know, you smoked back then, right? Oh, I smoked back then. That's when I went on my trip. Oh, yeah. We smoked at the airport. Yeah. And then I uh, – like I was getting like a pack every day. You know, we were getting – me and this other guy, like we were hanging out. We were smoking. And, like we were going into like town getting like this – we were going to the store getting booze every day, packs of smokes. But over there though – you know how they have the Surgeon General's warning yeah. in the pack? Yeah. Over there. I don't know if they still do, do it, but on the packs of cigarettes, like on the back, they had a picture of someone with like cancer yeah. and like dealing with the physical effects. Oh. And it was like – Yeah. 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 It kind of makes you eh. – No, I know. I know. Listen. I mean it's a horrible thing that – it's a horrible thing to do to your body. I mean it, it really is. It just, it's, so, it's so unfortunate that it – it, it's so yeah, it's so unfortunate that it's so bad for you, but it was so Well, good. it's it's a very, you know, the problem is that it satisfies so many needs. It satisfies a physical craving, but it also satisfies a psychological need to be like, I'm going to take a moment out of life yeah. and just zone out. And listen to music yeah. and have a beer. It's so good with beer. Oh, so good so good with like a Marlboro Red and a nice cold oh. Coca-Cola. 
That's great. It's great after sex. It's great after sex. I remember remember, um, experiencing, like, after I quit, experiencing, like, a depression. Yeah. And I I came to a conclusion that, you know, like, so I I smoked for, like, 13 years. Right. And I came to a conclusion that the nicotine was supplying me with dopamine. Right. It it was giving me – it it righted – my dopamine uh, right. transmitters or emitters or whatever. Yeah. And it's like now that I no longer smoke, I no longer have that healthy Well, right. But the, dopamine. But the, right. But the problem is it's a transitory dopamine. So it's a mm-hmm. fake dopamine. It's like yeah. a you know, it's like you know, it's like I mean it's it's like a small dose of heroin, you know? Yeah. Because it goes straight to the brain. Mm-hmm. But then you need it again to experience the same high. It's a it's a slippery slope. Yeah. I don't think Gene Gene Hackman smokes. <laughs> oh, I'm sure he did. No, I'm sure he did. I'm sure he did. All yeah, those people did. Probably Robert Duval smoked. Oh yeah. Yeah. Pacino all those... smoked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, for sure, for sure. And back then, I think he, I'm pretty sure you could. I'm, smoked on the set. I think back then, yeah, you could smoke like right on screen. Dude, I, I remember smoking on a train. Like I, I would smoke on a train. Like oh, I, did you really? Oh, yeah, I was. Well, you know, I've been around for a while. That's true. So <laughs> I think in the '80s, I would go to visit a girlfriend in Linden, New Jersey. Now, you know, it's like what? It's like five stops between Princeton and Linden. I would smoke like oh, yeah. like three cigarettes by the time I got there. It was crazy. I, I mean, you would like, have an ashtray like in the train. There's oh, an ashtray. Yeah. I mean, I remember like back in, I think it was like 2007, 2008, I was like 21, 22. Um, in Pennsylvania, you could still smoke in bars. Yeah. So I, I remember I did that maybe like a couple times. I wasn't a fan of it though. I always enjoyed smoking outside. outside. Yeah. I smoked in the restaurants too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually remember I was dating this this, uh, this woman in, in Philadelphia, and Philadelphia was one of the last places. That you could still smoke in a restaurant. Oh, yeah. And it was so much, like, I think I just, I actually dated her longer than it should have. Just because I like, I like to go to restaurants and just, like, you know, smoke in a restaurant. Oh, my God. It's terrible. I want to smoke right now. Yeah, me too. Yeah, well, this, we'll, we'll, well, well, this gets back to the timid tongue. Yeah. Timid tongue. Timid tongue, timid you know. Tongue, timid tongue. Well, timid tongue is really a metaphor because it's not just about, like, how to kiss a woman. But it's more about like you know if you're shy in society, yeah, and you can have a timid tongue, like you're very like shy, right? But um, like tongue, not as tongue tied, tongue tied, mm-hmm. um, very good. Thank you. So it's it's not like tongue as in kissing, but it's tongue as in having trouble saying things, you know. Right. So an aggressive tongue in this context would be someone that has no trouble expressing themselves mm-hmm. socially. Right. So you could have, you could you could you could have a timid tongue with a woman, like. But if you also have a timid tongue socially in, in a group. Oh yeah. And if you have a uh, if you are timid if you have a timid tongue with a woman and with a group, you have two timid tongue scenarios. Oh, yeah, that's me. That's me totally. Nah. See, you're you're an anomaly. Let's uh, let me talk about you for a second. Sure. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you are a very interesting case of human study. I believe you know. Uh, I, I, if you, if I was to classify you as a timid tongue, or uh, a medium tongue, or an aggressive tongue, I, you know, I would actually say that in your core, you're kind of an aggressive tongue. Mm. <laughs> I mean, you're not a timid tongue, you know. In a sense, I know the chair is not that comfortable. Oh, sorry, it's... Uh, yeah, we're gonna watch Mammy Vice soon. Are we? Of okay. course, we are. <laughs> I, know, I, I know. Yeah, I know. I know I, 
we'll get to it. Uh, <laughs> Let me just stand up for a bit. You, you keep on so, uh, complimenting me. I so, appreciate it. No, you know, I'm just saying that you, in your mind, you might say that you are a timid tongue because you might consider yourself shy socially. But I think in your core, when you feel comfortable... I mean, you know, I mean, we do these podcasts and you're very... That's true. ...verbal, so... I will, I, will, I will say, in recent years, maybe, when I say recent years, I mean like the last two years, maybe, mm-hmm. I've been feeling more comfortable in my skin. I've grown to be more comfortable in my skin. Right. And, uh... Right. So that's that. Well, yeah, so I'm saying, uh... Uh, I I think you're. Text by the way. I don't care. I'm doing a show here. <laughs> I mean, uh, I can't be distracted. That's right. The last text that I got from our our new friend here is that she said she's cold. I mean, uh, there's not much you can elaborate on. Yeah, that. there's really not much to go on. So you just continue with me. So. So I'm just saying that you know I think your definition of yourself uh, these days nowadays nowadays is uh, undefined because you don't really know who you are right now because mm. you've made these leaps and bounds in the last two years. Mm. So you would have considered yourself a timid tongue two years ago. Right. And now, I would say you're a medium tongue. Medium tongue. <laughs> I'm like semi-flaccid right now. Well, I'm semi-flaccid? Right. Tongue-wise? If we, if, we, if, we, if we... So we're talking about tongue. So if we go with the penis metaphor... Like a timid tongue could be seen as like a a, a timid uh, a flaccid. Oh right. Uh, well, t- I, I would say. <laughs> I would say I'm, surpri- I'm actually surprised you didn't come up with that yourself. Well, I try. Uh, well, I I think timid tongue, which is the theme of this episode, is more than just a metaphor for a penis. It's more, you know, <laughs> it's a it's really it's a it's a metaphor for creativity and for you know, uh, being your true authentic self. And I think re- I think relating it to a penis metaphor is limiting to the concept of the timid tongue. That's, that's a good point. But I would love to talk about the penis as well. <laughs> so yeah, you got you got your flaccid penis. Oh, that's okay. A bunch of kids just walked by as you said. Oh no, they can't hear what we they, they can't hear. Uh, you know, you got you got your flaccid penis. Right. You got this semi-erect penis. Uh-huh. Then you got the uh, pretty good, pretty nicely erect penis. Then you got the massive erection. <laughs> you, 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 got, you, got, you, got, you got lots of levels. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, just in case the, the audience doesn't know. See, uh, see, you might be expecting one day to have like a fully massive erection. And then you might be disappointed that it's not as massive as it once was like in math class when you were a kid but it's still an erection an erection right. is an erection mm-hmm. some people can't even get that these days yeah so you know uh i would say that you could be uh, you could have a you could have a timid tongue and a full erection or you could have a timid tongue and a flaccid erection i think the timid tongue doesn't really have an effect i mean I, I, who knows right <laughs> <laughs> But I'm just saying, like, none of us have a timid tongue. Like, I don't know what the situation of your penis is right now. Mine is flaccid right now. Right. But, I mean, I, I don't think we have timid tongue scenarios because we've done 100 million podcasts. Right. So you, you can't have a podcast with a timid tongue. Right. Um, 
trying to think since we are a little little limited with time here, we like less than five minutes. Right. I was trying to think if we had anything else. All right. Well, let, let, let me. Uh, I think I, I covered everything I wanted to cover. All right. Well, that's good. I mean, uh, I had where's where's my fucking list? I don't know. Oh, okay. I had Yom Kippur. We talked about that last time. Right, we did, yeah. Sins of the year. Do you think you had any sins this year that you'd like to atone for? <sighs> nah. Not really. Okay, I talked about the hug scenario. Um, uh, I showered with a watch. Uh, yeah, no, we covered pretty much everything. Um, well, I, I think that um, today, tonight, for example, we have a choice of entertainment. Uh-huh. I wasn't. I was going to maybe not do any entertainment and just go back. Go back to memorizing. But right. now it's like we got eight twenty-five. Right now we're into Mammy Vice season three. Right. You mentioned to me that you might be experiencing some advice withdrawal. I, I I have been experiencing a little bit of advice withdrawal. That made me very happy. Oh, did you? Did it? Yeah, because you've never really said that before, and uh, right. I think I think season three is actually kind of um, underrated in terms of. I think it's actually be- way better than season two. Right. I can see season three being that season that you know coming off the tail coming off the end of season two, which right. you know wasn't as good. No. I can see a lot of people you know maybe not appreciating it just because they're soured by the previous season. So it affects. But you know what? A lot of people think season two was the pinnacle. Oh, by the way, I uh, I, I guess uh, it depends on how they're. It no, I, I know. Defining it. I know. I really think it's the worst season, and it really is. Uh, season three, we we have about I'd say seven to eight good episodes in mm-hmm. front of us. One, maybe the best one of the series. Like it's coming up, and like it was the Halloween episode of. Is of season that, two? And season three. Oh, okay. Now we're in season three. Okay. So we had the Liam Neeson episode. Because I thought you said, because you mentioned seven or eight good episodes, I thought you were talking about season two. No, we're done with season two. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, there, there's a lot that, I mean, you saw the best of season two. Right. Which was terrible. <laughs> so uh, so now we're in season three. I mean, uh, the last one was very good, if you recall. Uh, with Mr. Uh, Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson. And then we saw one afterwards, too. Where uh, his friend with a with a with a photography of the all oh, right his Vietnam thing. yeah yeah that was good that was good and now uh, we have we have we have some we have some good and one being so the Halloween episode of season three which is coming up actually in real time because we have Halloween soon right uh, maybe we should watch it on Halloween night that'd be that'd be fitting uh, it's a very spooky episode where Don quite shines in oh yeah yeah Mister Don Johnson Shit. might might be the best he goes a little nuts. Oh man, that sounds pretty fun. Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's good. Like he chases like a killer, but he becomes obsessed. Oh, dude, those are some of the best like like detective life stories. Yeah, man. and Tubbs is like, "Come on, man, chill out." You know? <laughs> that was his one scene in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> there is one coming up where it's all Tubbs, but it's pretty good. He goes to prison. Oh, does he really? He got, he's forced to be, and then they beat him up and stuff. Oh shit! Yeah, there, there, there's some good. <laughs> Nobody cares about this. We went from timid tongue to no, but I think I think we brought up some good uh, points. I think so. I think I think creativity. Our, it was it was we we a lot of people that they'll listen to this show and they'll. They would write it off, but there's I, I we have we have moments where we shine. That's the thing. Yeah, I, I I'm confident enough to say that this is a show that if if it were by any like a list, well, if it were by any a lister, right. it would not be it would not exist because the no 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 listen, I, Hollywood I, elite would not stand for it. But no, I, no, well, I don't know. We're not that politically incorrect, really. I mean, we, we're really not. Um, I mean, we say some. I'll funny- say by by today. 
By the 80s standards, certainly not. But I would say by today's standards, we are. I don't know. Like, I feel pretty good about, like, I'm not really embarrassed by any content that we do. I mean, I, if you took things out of context. I would say right. I, I'm actually not embarrassed. Like, yeah. that, like, like in the beginning, I might have been more trepidatious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But nowadays, I'm like, fuck that. Yeah, yeah, fuck that. But I also think that, you know, we the good thing is that we can go from funny things to serious things, you know? And, like, we had really valid points about creativity. Oh, you yeah, know? absolutely. So I expect you to have a uh, – I expect myself to have a few lines memorized about the next episode and i'll have a few extra pages written yeah and uh i also think that we should keep chasing the sun absolutely uh even though it's raining yep uh everybody to the audience uh in uh, oh it's now now went out to the audience you know thank you for tuning in having a night and uh, and, uh we go really fuck yeah well 